Aloha and welcome to Moonscopes. Love Your Life Astrology. I'm your host, KG Styles. So today we will be talking about the highlights for the astrology of uh, from now, December 16th through the 31st. We'll be covering some of that as well as especially the astrology of the Cancer Full Moon and what this is signifying. Uh, so today on the show, my guest is shamanic astrologer Kaylin Castell. Kaylin is a renowned shamanic astrologer, teacher, co-founder of the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School. Kaylin has a wealth of understanding about the myths of astrology and teaches live events as well as online classes around the world. So please join me in welcoming my guest, Kaylin Castell. Welcome to the show, Kaylin. Thank you so much for joining us. So glad to be here and sharing with you today. It's awesome. Always fun to do this with you. Yes. So, well, this is quite a stellar period that we are in. So let's talk about what's going on. Uh, talk about, let's first start with the solstice. It's always a powerful period of transition on Mother Earth and for all of her children. So is there anything unique about this particular solstice in 2015 from your perspective? Well, of course, all the solstices are special. And, uh, and we could say from at least from 1962 to 2034, all the solstices are especially magical and amazing because the sun um, it, and solstice literally means standstill of the sun. The sun actually is standing still in the sky. So um, for three days, exact in the same place, but for many weeks, actually about three weeks, it's kind of in the same place in the sky. It's like, you know, the pendulum as it swings to a maximum point, it stops and then it swings back. Well, that's what the sun is doing. So at the December solstice, in the northern hemisphere, for those of us in the northern hemisphere, just the winter solstice, opposite solstice in the southern hemisphere. But what's happening is where the sun is in the sky at this time. And there is something we call the galactic cross. There's two of them in the sky, one near galactic center and one in the opposite part of the sky at the galactic edge. And so the solstice sun happens to rise on the cross where the plane of our uh, solar system or the ecliptic, the path the planets follow, intersects the plane of the Milky Way. And so it creates a cross in the sky. And the sun is exactly on that cross at the solstice. And that's uh, happening now in this window between uh, 1962 and 2034. That's the minimum window. We could take an even smaller window to like 1987 to 2016. So we're, you know, where it's like, you know, pretty square on the cross. Um, and it was exact, exact on the cross in May of 1998, according to astronomer John Hughes, who did the calculations for that. So we're in the center point of a major turning of an age, a huge major, like New Year's point, we could say, on a 26,000-year cycle. If we look at the, um, the solstice being a New Year's point on a solar cycle for one year, and we look at the 26,000-year cycle as a a year, like, a, you know, like a, if we looked at 26,000 years as one great year, because that's how long it takes for the sun to return back to this place in the sky. So these, so the solstices now are extremely important, and we're getting direct transmissions right from the galactic center. This is something that the Mayans refer to as Hunapku, the movement of all measure and time. 
and so the so we can tune into the sun seeing it rising and setting at the time of the solstice getting that direct illumination right from the center of the galaxy and right on the galactic cross so what's interesting is the sun is on the cross for three days exact it's not moving you know a little bit it's like just suspended right there so the sun on the cross for three days kind of reminds us of a story that we might have heard <laughs> of another sun on the cross for three days. Um, so that's uh, part of where this that mythic story actually came from. And it came from an even older tradition, a Mithraic tradition uh, of celebrating the sun on the cross at the solstices. That happens at both solstices, but one's at galactic center, which is the one we're having in a few days coming up really quickly. So that's, super significant for any any solstice that we're experiencing now until 2034, um, really. So um, celebrating the sun and the return of the sun, doing our ceremonies, you know, some ancient cultures believe that if they didn't do the ceremonies, the sun wouldn't return <laughs> and we wouldn't have the, the beginning of a new cycle. And this is, of course, a new solar cycle. So we want to be conscious of what it is that we're thinking about, what's in our hearts, what's, you know, what is it that we're wanting to um, energize, you know, feeling into what it is that we're wanting to bring forth and, and become a vibrational match, you know, align our feelings and our thoughts with our intentions and attention. And what we're placing attention on, of course, is part of what creates our reality. So it's a very significant and important time. We could even say it's like a reset point. So if we haven't been going in the direction we really thought we wanted to go in, you know, we can definitely reset at this time to start moving in the direction we want. And many, many cultures actually saw the solstice as a New Year's point. We have a calendar that you know arbitrarily places it at January 1st, whatever that means. It's not connected yeah. to the solar cycle. So yeah. Yeah. that's what I would say is really important about the solstice right now. Well, that's plenty. So <laughs> yes, I really see this. You know, There's so much emotional sensitivity. There is a lot of psychic sensitivity. So. Uh, the intuition, the dreams um, are really uh, full-blown uh, for helping you move forward and really get in, getting in touch with your priorities, being very clear, using this time to really empower yourself to move forward. So that's what I'm hearing you say. Or, or, yes, yeah, so, very well said. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's talk about the Christmas full moon in Cancer. So. You know, this is right after the solstice, and right. this day also Uranus stations direct, and there is so much happening. There are so many aspects. This moon is making so many aspects. I mean, here's basically the rundown. The moon's trying to Neptune, trying to Jupiter. Uranus is stationing direct. The moon is also sextile to Jupiter, opposing Mercury, square to Mars, trying to Venus as well as the Venus is sextiling the North Node and Jupiter. So that's, that's a big, that's a big uh, <laughs> you know, complex mixture of things going on. There's a lot of uh, intensity that's wanting, lots wanting to transpire now. That's what I get from this. And so what's your take on this? And what's the best way to navigate these energies and what you know what's the positive outcomes how how can we use the energies most positively now well you know just a couple of things one uh, if we think about the solstice time as a pause like a standstill like a pausing 
in the cycle. It's a time to be more energized. We're seeing and doing our inner work. Um, and then we look at Uranus going direct. It's also a pause. And Uranus is the change agent. So it, and when it pauses, it's kind of like um, what I like to refer to as the still point where anything and everything is possible. So we have the we have the solstice time when anything and everything is possible. We can connect into that field of all possibilities. Uranus stationing is also a time for that. So, uh, the, you know, we could say this is a really powerful time to, again, align our intentions and attentions to uh, what our true desires are. And just, some, just something to kind of keep in mind is that what we desire, you know, a lot of times people will say in some spiritual traditions that desire is like bad or it's, it's what causes suffering. But it's not that desire causes suffering. What causes suffering is our attachment to how our desires manifest. Because desire literally is what activates creation. Without desire, we wouldn't have creation. We need desire. And then our will, how we align our will with our desire and our feelings with our desire, is what helps us to manifest. So this is a really powerful full moon for, again, you know, so close to the solstice. It's actually starting a cycle of 13 full moons from one solstice to the next. So December solstice 2015 to December solstice 2016, there will be 13 full moons. Now, this doesn't always happen. Um, a lot of people believe that there are 13 full moons every year, but there are not. There are actually two cycles of the moon. One is 27.3 days, so the moon will come back to any given starting point uh, 27.3 days later. So if we say we picked a star like Antares in the sky or Regulus, stars that people usually are somewhat familiar with, like a really bright star, uh, take, uh, the moon will pass that star 13 times every year. But there will only be usually 12, 13 full moons in the year. And that, that is if you're counting from a calendar year or from a solstice year. So 2016 will be very special because we will have uh, the 13 full moons from the December solstice of uh, 2015 to the December solstice 2016. So the sacred numbers of the moon are 12 and 13 because full moon to full moon, it usually is, um, it you know, 12 a year, the whole closest whole number if you divide 29.5 from one full moon to the next, 29.5 days into a year, you'll get the number 12. Closest whole number is 12. If you divide 27.3 into a year, 365 days, the closest whole number is 13. So both numbers are sacred to the moon. And so that, that's very exciting about this is the beginning then of a, a series of 13 full moons. In addition to the fact of everything else that we're talking about, Cancer full moon is also a time because Cancer is all about nurturing. How do we nourish ourselves and take care of ourselves and take care of each other? And how do we, um, you know, create that experience of family and wholeness through our interactions with others and working in cooperation. You know, we've, we've lived in a culture that basically says it's competition. <laughs> That's the way we need to get wherever we're going um, to be successful. But that has not been very helpful. We can see the state of the world today based on this uh, sort of feeling of competition. And so the cancer would say, it's really about cooperation. How do we cooperate and support and nurture each other as well as ourselves? So, um, so that's something that we can also work with and hold an intention during this particular full moon. On Christmas day, a day that's celebrating love in the world, right? Um, that really is the, 
I think, the intention of that particular time and bringing in a lot of light. So the solstice is the, the December solstice in the Northern Hemisphere is the time of the longest night and the shortest day, of the most amount of hours of dark as opposed to the amount of hours of light. And so we're in the dark time of the year, with that new moon point of the year, because the new moon is when we see it, right? When we look at the sun and the down. But the full moon is when there's the most amount of light, so it's the light within the dark. And uh, we can uh, see, you know, that helps to illuminate what it is that we're really desiring, intending, with our awareness on, our attention on. Really powerful to work with this ceremonially. In some way, and it doesn't, you know, you can have very simple ceremony. You can just make a statement to the universe. <laughs> like, okay, this is what I am intending. This is what I am desiring. This is what I am aligning my feelings and my thoughts to. And then if you find yourself not thinking those things or feeling those things and you become aware of it, you can change that. You can shift that to align again with what that intention is. So it can be really helpful to write out what the intention is that you really wanted to energize for this solar year. Yes, and when you were saying that, I was seeing this image of this Cancer Moon, this the Mother Moon, you know, the ruler of the Moon, the the Divine Feminine, you know, shining, uh, shining the light into the darkness. I mean, this is in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the the time of deepest uh, when we're at, at the darkest point. So it seems like an illumination of the darkness so that we can have revelations, illumination of what's been hidden. Yes, yes, so true. And so, and we've got a lot of support for that. You know, whatever's in the way of that can be cleared out. That's part of Uranus's star um, as well because Uranus is the change agent. So it's like if we're going down a path and it may be a perfectly good path, but it's not really aligned with our soul's desire and intent and why we're here, then we need to get reoriented back on the right path. Doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It's just meaning that that's, it's helping you to get to where your soul really wants to be. Really yes. To yes. Yeah. And we talked before about Jupiter conjuncting the North Node, which is really about uh, activating your divine purpose. You know, it's your right. Sacred. Yeah, so it's like we could, if you think of Virgo, Jupiter and Virgo conjunct the North Node. The North Node having to do with our destiny, Jupiter having to do with expansion. So Jupiter's expanding our destiny, and Virgo, it has to do with the sacred work. And, uh, and there will be three exact passes of Jupiter over the North Node, which is rare. It doesn't happen that often. You have the dates for those? Uh, yes. In January, I think, is one. Yeah, there's two actually in January, January 23rd to 25th. And then again on June 20th, which is right before the June solstice. Right. right. <laughs> so right. that's powerful and, and they're really close right now. So we've got this um, energy that's going to really see us through all of 2016. Yes. Well, this I think this is a birthing moon too. You know, you think of that, the fullness, you know, of the divine feminine when she's giving birth. You know, the womb, I see the cancer, that cancer Kind of like a womb, you know, any full moon is sort of like, you know, a birthing, you know, where you're coming to term, whatever you kind of set as your intention or whatever you're having a, you know, a first harvest of, or you're releasing what you need to let go of so that you can even reach more of your potential. 
so and also um, one of the things that came through uh, this time you were mentioning doing rituals what came through was to call upon the cherubim uh, which are very close they are some of the highest frequency uh, energy very close to uh, the divine creative life force of the world uh, however you want to call that we all have different names for that but um, their whole divine assignment from the Creator is to be the holy guardians of ideals that's the Neptune uh, form that's uh, Saturn and then uh, rituals uh, places the home uh, and you know the the cherubim call upon them when you're doing your rituals uh, you know to to protect you from any or all discord and help you to release anything uh, any baggage you have any way that you're contributing to you know discord in your own life you know to be able to be honest and truthful with yourself what are you bringing you know what resistance do you have what programs or things do you have that you need to be truthful about that you need to let go of um, myself I'm doing a, a lot of uh, you know clearing I've been just getting rid of things I have not used and I'm pretty zen I don't usually have a lot of extra stuff around but um, things I haven't used you know they're nice things or whatever but I'm they're not in use they're not serviceable they're not a part of my life right now I'm, I'm just clearing them out I'm letting go of them and uh, recycling them uh, just so that um, I can receive more I can get you know I can get uh, you know clear about um, simplifying things I think that gives a message to the universe uh, that you want you want to focus on the priorities you want things to go uh, simply you know you want to simplify your life and that you know not more clutter but you want to have things nice and clear you want that clarity so you know for me that's uh, by letting go of any extraneous anything that I'm not using right now it helps me bring in and receive more um, mother Mira says the uh, the uh, quiet mind receives more and I, I really believe that that you can have more clarity the more you can get your mind still and clear the more you'll be able to receive the blessings that are always available to us yes that's beautiful and yeah, so hopefully people will be inspired and uh, to, and, you know, engage this time in some way. And, and it can be personal. You can, you can get friends together. That's always great, especially if you're in alignment with the same kinds of intentions and are willing to support each other in a cooperative, collaborative kind of way. Um, but if you don't have that or you're not, you don't have time for that, you can still do something to really energize this time on your own. And yeah, you can see I have an altar behind me, so it you know, holds a lot of attention. Then when you create altars, they alter your awareness. So altars are a great way to you know put some intentions forward for the next for the coming year, and then you can keep energizing that altar throughout the year as well. Yes, exactly. You want to keep energizing the the altar. Yeah, it's not a it's not a static place. It's dynamic. The yeah. energy is dynamic. Right. Yeah. So take things off, you might put things on, you might, you know, as you're guided and what feels alive for you in the moment. But to create a solstice altar or a new year altar or whatever you want to call it, it has the intentions you have. And it can be symbols. It doesn't have, 
you know, you can do written words, you can do written intentions, you can do, there's lots of different ways you can go. Yes. About, but whatever you feel guided, just tuning in and really feeling into your heart what is speaking to you and how you want to bring that forth. And, and really, you could say an altar is like the first level of manifestation. You know, you're creating something that's helping to manifest that vision of what it is that, um, that you're wanting to bring forth. And you've already taken some action to do that, which is yes. Yeah, and then it reminds your subconscious every time you see the altar what the intention is. You don't have to necessarily keep thinking about it constantly, but it helps to focus the um, intention and attention um, if you put it someplace you can see it often. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. you're creating you're creating a sacred space of your life. Yes, beautiful. Well, well said. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so how does the year end for us, Kaylin? And uh, this year. Yes. <laughs> This I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a dynamic, this is the one of the most dynamic, energetically dynamic uh, years I've seen. I mean, it is an eight year. We're headed into a nine year, which I feel like, you know, the nine is completion. So there's a lot of uh, feeling of hurry up to, com to, to uh, so that you're prepared, you know, you've done all that you need to, so that you can really do the work of completion. Right. So how do you see us ending? And uh, how do you see us starting 2016? Do you have any? Well, there's one thing that always happens right now. I mean, that's going to last for probably another maybe 72 years or so. So um, because there's, the seasons are shifting through the constellations. And so the signs change. The seasonal signs, you know, we have different stars behind the different seasons is what I'm trying to say, I guess. So right now, it happens at December 31st and January 1st at midnight of December 31st, you know, as we're moving from the 31st to the 1st, is that the star Sirius is directly overhead. And, and it gives a big transmission, a direct download, a beaming of energy right to the Earth at that particular time. And so we can tune into that uh, energy because it's a, a really uplifting, great energy uh, if we're, you know, choosing to engage it in that way. And uh, Sirius has a lot of information for us. There's a lot of light codes that come in at that particular time. Because it is right on the midheaven, right above us. Um, right on the Some people have conjectured that, you know, we may have a, some sort of a binary relationship with Sirius, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and they've actually, that you know, first they thought it was one star, and then of course when we got telescopes you could see it was two, and then they found out it was actually three <laughs> stars in that Syrian system. Um, of course, the star that was, it's our brightest star in the night sky, you know, not including the planets. Venus, of course, is the brightest object next to the moon and the sun. And, um, but, but Sirius is the brightest fixed star in the sky. And, of course, very important to the Egyptians and to other um, ancient yes. cultures, very important to them. And they would calibrate their year based on when star, uh, Sirius would rise as a morning star before the sun. So... We now base our year on a time, and this is, you know, it changes. It's not going to always be January 1st, December 31st, January 1st, but um, that is happening now. So it is a great way to tune in to that particular star, very visible in the sky. You can't miss it if you have clear skies. And so you can even just go out and, and ask for a download, a transmission, information that uh, is for you specifically coming from Sirius and from the beings that are from Sirius that are helping to guide us at this particular time. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's a, um, probably the most powerful 
way to tune into the ending of the year. And yes, you know, 2015 has been somewhat challenging at times, and uh, you know, 2016 may continue to be, uh, you know, lots. Of, we, what has to happen is everything that's not in alignment with our intentions must get pushed to the surface so they can be cleared and transformed. And I think a lot of people are experiencing that, and sometimes we forget, like, wait a second, I have these intentions for this, but this is happening because this needed to get cleared out of the way so that the intention could actually manifest. And another thing I think that uh, that you're, I think there is this feeling that you're pulled in so many directions at once that you really kind of get out of your old self and you can have to let go uh, so that you can you can meet all the need you know it's like you right. you have to go through the change because there's so there's so much going on at once and coming at you from so many directions at once that it 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 just it breaks apart the old patterns so that you're you know it's like a, a pressure to to just let go to surrender and uh and so something new it's like this this leap in your consciousness can take place right Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, if we're vibrating with old energy, then the new energy can't come in. So we need yes. to pull that old energy out so that the new energy has a place to vibrate with that. Yes. Yeah, it's not always easy, but it's definitely worth it when it happens. That's <laughs> why if you have anything, you know, any anything you can let go of, personal belongings or anything that is just not serviceable and you're not using it in your daily, anything you can find that you can let go of right now, I think would be just it is aligned with exactly what you're saying yes. to make room for this new to come in. You're really giving space uh, and sometimes a sacrifice is required that you need to make a sacrifice. So the new, you've got to let go of the old so the new can come in. And you know, sacrifice, the original meaning of the word sacrifice was to make sacred. So sometimes we think of sacrifice as being painful or something, but when we, uh, if we're finding a home for things we're not using in a way we're offering, we're making it sacred so that somebody can use it, we'll put it to use, um, gets the opportunity to do that instead of it just hanging out in our closet. Exactly, exactly. And as you said earlier, it's your attachment. That yes. the suffering. Yeah. yeah. It's a good practice in letting go. Yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. even yeah. Yeah. Yes. So very liberating. So do you have anything else you'd like to share before we close? I think that really covers it um, for for now and you know, we can look at other things at another time, but I think that's really uh, what's the most vital and important right now. Okay, so how can people find out more about you and your work and uh, take part in your workshops? Well, uh, they can go to kaylincastell.com or celestialtimings.com. Either URL will get you to my website. There's a lot of information there. Also, so we'll put a, I'll put a link below the video for you. You can okay. go there direct. astrology.com. We're actually starting a new class in January, uh, and we're doing a solstice event. We're going to be speaking in depth around. Uh, this Jupiter North Node, uh, what it means for people, and you know, if, if you can find out if there's maybe ways that it's personal to you, um, and some other things that we'll be talking about in that on, the Dece on December 19th, actually, in a couple of days, uh, three days from now, <laughs> from the time of this recording. So, um, and there'll be a recording available if people want to get to that later, but that you can find that information on astrology.com. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So that's it for today's show. I do have some important announcements coming up for you. One of them is that we're going to have a panel of astrologers. Uh, one of them will be uh, Kaylin, and we're going to talk about 2025 and vision the future uh, by looking at some of the things that are coming. Uh, we're going to have some major changes as far as planets moving. Uh, uh, Uranus will be moving into Gemini in 2025. Pluto will move out of Capricorn and into Aquarius, and uh, Neptune will be moving into Aries. So uh, those are, you know, so we want to have, you know, I think one of the most important things is that you've got to have a vision for where you're headed. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the old adage, where there's no vision, the people will perish. So I think it's very important that you have a fresh imagining, some uh, visions for where you're headed. And so if you don't know where you're headed, any road will get you there. So um, we think it's very important for you to maybe have, we'll give you some ideas about some of the possibilities so you can start dreaming up the future you want for yourself and our world. So, uh, and then one last thing um, with the... It's less than 10 years from now, 24 Yes. So, yeah. It's coming right up. It's yeah, like it's not that far. <laughs> yeah. Last so. 10 years really fast <laughs> yes especially this day and age time is going very fast everything's moving fast so so any there was one last thing I wanted to say with um, my with the expert help of my literary agent I've signed a contract to write a book about essential oils members of my community will be invited to get involved in helping me write the book they want to read so sign up for soul of, of aromatherapy if you'd like to get involved you'll get a free six lesson online aromatherapy course when you join so more astrology reports and important announcements to come soon. Thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate your being here and playing some small part uh, in helping me make a positive difference in your life. Have a beautiful day, a warm mahalo, much love to you. Thank you, Kaylin. It's always a pleasure having you with us. I love you so much and appreciate your being here. Happy New Year to you and to everybody who is listening. Until next time, relax, enjoy your life, and stay connected.